Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Great NFL weekend. Well, except that the Cowboys should have beaten Detroit uh, yeah. and Dallas yesterday <laughs> and been on their way to San Francisco to get revenge over those sorry 49ers. But don't get me started on that just yet. Okay, so now we're down to Lions at 49ers. Niners favored by seven, and I think the Niners can pretty much name that score by 14, 21, whatever, unless it rains again and Brock Purdy starts throwing ducks because he is the biggest X factor left in these playoffs. And we now have Mahomes at Lamar, Baltimore favored by three and a half, and I believe Lamar will take care of Mahomes and that the Ravens will give the Chiefs a swift kick and win that one by 10. But let's start with last night with another wide right for Bills fans, this time a sliced right field goal and a slice wind that would have forced overtime. Chiefs 27, Bills 24. Good morning to Richard Sherman and Michael Irvin. Playmaker, you first. You, you and I did pick the Bills. What was the biggest reason they lost? Well, Kansas City Chiefs, they have this guy. His name is Patrick Mahomes. And, and I'm going to tell you something. We talk about games like this. The reality is you can throw with all these numbers, throw for this many yards. Do you show up and make the play when it's most important to make the play? 1-5 for the Kansas City Chiefs. He shows up and makes the play every time. It's amazing. You think about it. He's 6-0 in the division round, right? He's 6-0. Every statistical category, first or second, the more pressure in the game, the more he seems like he is pressurized for the moment, which is incredible. 6-0. He has a 70% completion percentage in this big spot. Average of 302 yards, 16 touchdowns, zero interception. 16 touchdowns, zero interception. Everything first to second, 115 passer rating. That's the guy that no matter what, when you're playing with a guy like that, no matter where the game goes, how bad the game gets, everybody's on the sideline saying, that's okay. That guy right there, he ain't going to let us lose. And that's why the Buffalo Bills lost. They have a guy, like that guy right there, he's trying to make sure we don't lose but not like Patrick Mahomes. He's the best big-time player that we've gotten. And we, we see it in a, a, a number of different ways. 
We not, we, we've seen the explosiveness with Tyreek Hill. Now we're seeing the steadiness. I'll do what I have to do, even if I have to matriculate this ball down the football field. I am everything on this football field, and he's showing it every week. That's why the Buffalo Bills are sitting home. They knew Patrick Mahomes keeps sending us home. They can, rhyme, they can sing that rhyme. Patrick Mahomes keeps sending us home because that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes keeps sending, sending us, us home. home. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes keeps sending, sending us home. home. Okay. <laughs> that, hey, that's a rhyme right there. Yeah, I like it. I, it's Chip. This is what I thought would happen. Yeah. I, I said it earlier in the week, and I said it on my podcast. I don't think Josh Allen can beat Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the dragon that he cannot slay. I think he is the Goliath that David cannot slay. Everybody talks about the David and Goliath, and David slayed Goliath. And, but, but you got to realize, that's one time out of 100. The other 99 times, <laughs> Goliath beat David against the wall and killed him. So you got to understand that. When you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you have to go over and beyond to beat him. You not just, and that's not what Buffalo was trying to do. Buffalo was sitting there playing conservatively, playing not to lose the game. They're throwing half the completion that Josh Allen had were behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. That's not how you're beating Patrick Mahomes. I, you're, you're trying to run the clock and, and make the game short. Sure, I get you. But all I hear all the time is how elite of a quarterback Josh Allen is. I hear these elite quarterbacks, they, they can do it on their own. They don't need help. They, they just have everything it takes. No, no, they don't. And, and, and the way that Joe Brady called this game, it was almost as if they didn't trust Josh Allen to win this game. They didn't trust that Josh Allen could go out there and out-execute and outplay Patrick Mahomes. So they said, hey, we're going to run the ball. We're not going to push the ball down the field very hard. We're going to pick and choose our spots mm-hmm. that we're going to pu- push the ball down the field. They, they only pushed the ball down the field maybe three or four times in the game. Uh, they missed to Shakir on what looked like could have been a touchdown. Uh, he missed Diggs. Well, he hit Diggs in the hands, and Diggs dropped it, which should have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But other the than deep that. sideline, down the sideline? Mm-hmm, yeah. Down the sideline. Yeah, and right sideline. It just looked like they did not trust their quarterback that they – have such high expectations and such high regard for to win this game. They were instead happy to see him run the ball, Skip, and Skip. I'm just saying, you you one, one and three this week on your predictions. You were two and four last week, yeah. Skip. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I won four dinners during the season from you, and I won five from Keyshawn. I'm actually 9-0 in dinner bets you're on not. this show. You, you forget about the losses that you took late in the season, and then you're lost in your prediction I, I with the Dallas no Cowboys. I took no losses. You, okay, you, you think that those week? are dinner bets, but you have to actually make the dinner bet on the show to, you, to have a dinner bet. You made I didn't, the dinner. I, we didn't have any bets on those. You, you had a bet that Dallas would make the NFC Championship, bets. and they're not there. But, hey. Okay. We were going game by game. Okay, so here's the point. I hear what both of you say about Patrick Mahomes. I give it up to Mahomes. He was very good. I thought Josh Allen outplayed Mahomes last night, especially given degree of difficulty, because the Bills' defense was flat-out decimated. They were even losing players during the game. We had backups to backups to backups. We had guys off their couch playing defense for the Bills last night. And don't get me started on Matt Milano gone early this year, Tredavious White gone early this year. 
It was a mismatch to me of Mahomes versus what was left of the Bills defense, and they got little to no pressure on Mahomes. So he's nonchalantly back there picking them to pieces. And when I looked up late in the first half and he hit Kelsey for that 22, what was it, 22 yarder for a touchdown, how do you not cover Travis Kelsey? How, how do you leave him gone wide open? Like nobody's around him. Well, obviously, he's the number one option left for Patrick Mahomes. So how do you do that? So given the pressure on Josh Allen and and given the stats that I'm looking at, Josh Allen actually dominated this game with his arm and his legs, even though I give you, Richard, he was dinking and dunking. But I've never heard of such a statistical anomaly as what happened last night. The Bills ran 78 plays to only 47 for Patrick Mahomes. Time of possession was 37 minutes for the home team to only 23 minutes for Patrick Mahomes. Conversions on third and fourth down. Would you believe Buffalo went 9 of 17? That'll win a whole lot of football games. And yet Patrick was only asked to go five times on third down. He faced five thirds. And guess what? He converted one out of five, one out of five versus nine out of 17. So you step back from this and say, well, well, then what happened? Well, to Richard's point, Josh Allen took two big shots in the fourth quarter down the field. And if we could see him again, you, you alluded to him, Richard. The first one's to Trent Sherfield out of Vanderbilt University. And I thought this ball, this is early in the fourth quarter, should have been caught. This is about, what, 10.59 left in the fourth quarter. And he goes deep to Trent Sherfield. And he's, again, it's not an easy catch, but it's just catchable. It, it, I, we've seen that catch made repeatedly in this league. And Trent Sherfield's bounced around. He's been with four different teams. That's all you got left because you don't have Gabe Davis. Maybe Gabe Davis catches that ball. It was a good enough throw to be caught, mm -hmm. and it's going to change the game. And then a couple of minutes pass, and we got another one that you both referred to, and it's Trevon Diggs. I mean, to Stefan Diggs. And <clears throat> I wish it was Trevon Diggs. Wish he could have played this year. But bombs away. Not many humans can throw it that far. And I don't know what going on between these two. Michael, you have talked about it all year long. They're just not on the same page. I don't know if they have personal issues. I don't know what's going on. It, th that ball has to be caught, and that ball changes the outcome everything. of this game, in my opinion. It, it yeah, it's just everything because it, it gets the crowd into it. And again, what's hard to believe is that, that Josh Allen's offense had no plays over 20 yards except for his, I mean, the, the closest was his 18-yard run, and he had a 15-yard pass to, to Diggs, but he threw him eight balls, and he caught three for 21 total yards. Well, Michael, you said on Friday, Diggs has got to rise and shine because yeah. there's no Gabe Davis. And I, I don't know what's, what's happening between those two, but I do know this. Josh Allen played his guts out last night. I don't know. He led him in rushing. He, he made those two throws that could have won the game. And yet we get to the last throw. It was the, the second down throw in that final series to Shakir. And I, again, 
does he get his his left tackle I gets give him back into I give him nothing. I give him nothing because I get tired of hearing you make excuses for elite quarterbacks and then turn around and tell yeah. me what Brock Purdy isn't able to do. I saw Brock Purdy stand yeah. in the pocket and make an almost exact throw like that accurately to Jawan Jennings on a yeah. third and ten where they had to have it. Yeah, and then Josh did. Allen, we're sitting here saying, that. did somebody did somebody step on him? No, nobody stepped on him. Nobody did anything. I disagree with you, Skip. He did not play well. Yeah. He did not outplay Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won the game. He outplayed him. He out-executed him when his team needed him. He did not execute. This play they had to have. Skip, right when you have to, to have, have it, it. Yeah, you that's have one it. throw you got to have. And, 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 and what's so interesting is even that throw – I, we, we watched Jordan Love make that exact same throw mm-hmm. the, 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 the day Dobbs. before. Mm-hmm. The exact same Falling throw. Falling back. Falling back with yeah. people in his arm. But, man, oh, my God, when he flicks that ball out there, it's like, that's just, oh, oh that dude, I was like, okay. I, I thought I was about to get a reprieve. Like, oh, he's about to beat the Niners. <laughs> hmm. I was dusting on my shoulders <laughs> on that. You know what I mean? But, but right there on that play right there. When you what we were talking about, and I started talking about this. It's making those plays in the crucial moments. Those are the, those are the difference. Somehow, some way, a Patrick Mahomes will find a way to right. make that play. Right. Josh made some incredible plays yesterday. He did. I mean, he was doing everything: running, throwing back, you know, the lateral when he's in a full sprint. I mean, he was trying to do everything to win he that was. football game. But you <laughs> got to make this play right here. Got to make Mahone it. Does. That's the game. Right, it's, it's the, the game. game. That's the yeah. game. And, it's and, the and, game. And you it's tell me, from week one, weeks one to ten, you got 73 receptions to Stephon Diggs. He will have seven touchdowns to Stephon Diggs. In weeks 10, 11 to 20, you have 44 receptions and only one touchdown, and that came back to bite you right in the rear when you needed it. And Michael, why? What happened? What's your gut feeling? What's your educated guess on this? What happened between those two? We talked about this way back in the beginning of this. We did. And I said, there's something going on here and nobody's talking about it. And I said at the time, I remember I used that old rust of a bicycle. You can't just paint over rust. You got to sand it down, no. get it out of there, discuss you what do. it is before yeah. we paint over it. If you paint over it, that rust comes back. That rust came back right here in the playoffs because you're painted over without sanding it down, figuring it out. When you go from being that hot of a moment or that being a hot spot for your team the first 10 weeks to not even being the man on your team the next 10 weeks, that tells you something. Something's going on and I don't know if we'll ever know, but I can tell you this. I, I don't know if I, I, I almost want to say I guarantee Stephon Diggs won't be back and, in Buffalo. And, and, but, but he'll be somewhere, and he'll be catching footballs, yes. over 100 yeah. of them. Yeah. And what I, what I don't think we're doing yeah. is, Skip, you made a great point. They had no plays over 20 yards. You tell me a game where you've heard of a quarterback playing great where they didn't have a completion or a run over 20 yards, and you said, hey, that guy played great. You have not done that. I mean, this is the first time. This is the one. Okay. And, and he Richard, he, he had a 50-yard completion right. to Stephon Diggs that was dropped. I, I mean, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't didn't know. see a 50. I saw a 50-yard incompletion, Skip. I'm not talking about what ifs. What happened? This is the playoffs. You, you win or you go home. They All lost. Right. <laughs> you did not complete it. He didn't. I don't care if he dropped it or what. You do not have a completion over 20 yards. We okay. don't get to make excuses right. for anybody else in the playoffs, so I'm not giving them to him. All right. So about let's see what Josh Allen did pull off. Let's look at 
the three touchdowns that he did score. Let's look at the two runs because I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson, but you want to feet if we could see him running into the end zone. My God. He just and, and, I mean, these were design runs, too. Hey, they ran a lot of hey, design now that's, runs. That was listen, a throw right that's, uh, that's Mahomesian. That, that's right. like, I, I don't know. That's, right. So, 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 again, we were watching great plays. Gotcha. When they needed to have it. And throughout the game, the reason this time of possession, the reason that they, they, they dinked and dunked their way down the field like a quarterback you do not trust. Joe Brady called this game like he had a quarterback that was either rookie or young or a quarterback that he did not trust to push the ball down the field, win this game. And I know that Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers year after year after year. And they played this game and called this game like he was a quarterback who had a turnover issue. So that's why you didn't have the passes over 20 yards, because his offensive coordinator did not trust that he would push the ball down the field without giving it to the other team. And if that's a top five quarterback and you have to play that game and you have to call that game that way, then we got a lot more questions, Skip. Well, but but you also got okay. to you, you also got to consider that the defense, his defense, was banged up. So now he has to come into the mold where I have to make sure I stay up with Patrick Mahomes in that offense because they they couldn't stop they couldn't stop him. Those guys went up and down the field. They only scored like the first nine drives. Everybody was going up and right. up and down the field. Mm-hmm. We came into this game thinking and talking about how great that Kansas City Chiefs defense has been playing. And, and Josh and, and Josh was going to have an issue with it. No, he was he was slicing it up. He kept them in that game, so that's why I say, he? yeah, he he, he, play, he played a good game, but he didn't make the plays that he needed to make to win the game. And, and, and poor fella, I, but that kicker, I just feel for boy. I mean, God, that's you, tough. It wasn't even a Super Bowl, and you still gonna be up there I, with Scott Norwood. Oh, you gonna be up there okay. with Norwood? Not where you want to be. He is. And allow me to say, this is an issue of mine, a tirade of an issue that you guys haven't done with me on this show yet. But we had one on Saturday night. Now we had one last night. I don't know why this game allows great games played by great players such as yourselves to come down to a swing of the leg by a guy who doesn't even play football. I've never gotten it. But here's 41 yards, and this guy had been very good because he was nine for nine in these type of situations, late game, close game situations, tie or win situations. And yet, after the Warriors battle it out for, what, what, you know, 58 minutes, then, then the little kicker trots on the field and wins or loses the game. He decides it because he doesn't play the left to right wind and he slices it. So it's wide right off his foot. It it didn't have a prayer off his foot. And I know you guys had to live your whole careers with kickers because as Josh Allen said after the game, I I wish we hadn't put him in that situation. Well, you do. You wish that the real football players could have won the real football game, but football has sort of grandfathered in this rule of, oh, let's send a little soccer kicker out there to kick it between two uprights. It's it's the most bizarre way to decide games I could even imagine. It's very gimmicky. It's exciting for all the wrong reasons to me. And yet I know you guys have had to live with kickers who went south mentally 
and lost games well, for you, well, right? Skip, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you arguing with the rules of football that have been in place for 100 years. I, I, I'm not going to. I just don't like it, but I, I, I've been I've been 40 years against this. I just don't like it. Well, it I mean, offends you only, me. it's easy to not like stuff that doesn't work for your team. And if it benefited the, the Dallas Cowboys and they won some games off of it, it hit a Super Bowl game winner, I'm sure. Well, that by the way, we, we had the best kicker in football this year. Yeah, yeah, and he's at home enjoying yeah. these games. Um, I hear you, Skip, yeah. but what I'm saying is, that at the end of the day, kicking is part of the game. But you cannot point to a situation where you called a quarterback's performance great and he did not have a completion over 20 yards. You tell me a time where, where Tom, they ran, they played this game, they dinked, they dunked, they controlled the time of possession. They played like they had a rookie quarterback. And you're sitting here telling me this man, he, he had, they had 21 points on the game. So this, I understand what you're saying, playmaker, that they sliced them and diced them, but 21 points is not slicing and dicing and, and, and really pushing it like that's 21 points I got you that's 21 but this is not 41 where you're like oh man they were really because they did not play the kind of game where they trusted hey we can beat Patrick Mahomes and then the the the, the fake punt the fake punt yeah. call oh my god I'm still not yeah, sure what happened on that play. Yeah, like I, that, that I, play. I'm not either. But but you can't hold that against Josh Allen, right? No, I, 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 that's on Sean McDermott, or or it even looked like it surprised Sean McDermott. I mean, when you look at the TV copy, so I'm not exactly I agree. sure. I think it might have been a check because they didn't <laughs> yeah, have enough men on the field. No, it was a check. It was they had ten men. Yeah, but still, that's crazy. But but the Hardman fumbled through the end zone, canceled it out. So right, you got a right. reprieve on that. Right. Okay. Right. And, I, and so, I thought that's where you were going, Skip, with that rule, the fumble rule that when it goes through yeah. the end zone, like and then they get yeah. the ball on the twin. Yeah. That's another crazy rule. You know what I mean? That we should no, also no, that, 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 that's that a rule, crazy. Rule. That rule needs to stay because these offenses need to have some kind of punishment. For dude, trying to, dude. hey, you at the end zone, protect the football, or the defense gets the ball back. I mean, I'm, hey, I'm, but if it goes through, you guys didn't recover the ball. The defense don't recover the ball. I said, okay, let's let's take it back five yards, whatever. But you didn't recover, so you shouldn't get it. But but that, that, that's a whole nother story. That that's a whole nother story. Listen, Josh Allen, in this moment when he had that ball coming down the field, that moment right there is what this game is all about. Josh, I know you got it in position wow. to kick that field goal, but I need him to go and get that touchdown and put all that pressure back on <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes and say, this Agreed. is my house, you <clears throat> go right now. Let me see you do that 13-second thing again. That's what I need. Kind of like Brock Purdy did on, on Saturday night when he drove his team down the field, 12-play, 69-yard drive, game-winning yeah. touchdown. I mean, something like Ooh. that, right? <clears throat> So, Richard, the final irony of this is I have never been a big Josh Allen fan. I just thought he played his butt off last night. I, I thought he tried to put that team on his shoulders as best he could under the circumstances without Gabe Davis with a decimated defense. And he kept them right in it to the bitter end. And it was bitter wide right. So that, mm. that's all my point. <laughs> For once, I'm defending him. <laughs> All right, up next, we got to get to the game on Saturday night. Richard's going to have a strong opinion about this because he's already spewing about it. You. Were the 49ers ever lucky on Saturday night? We'll get to that next. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, 
What exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com, or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Saturday night, the 49ers survived the Green Bay Packers in the rain in Santa Clara, 24 to 21. I picked the Packers to win this game, and did they ever have their chances? But Richard... You played for the Niners. You know them very well. Scale of 1 to 10, how impressed were you with their comeback? Skip, it was a 10 for me because I knew knew, I knew this team would struggle <laughs> with the elements. I know this team. And so when you're going into the fourth quarter, and this is a Kyle Shanahan coach team who has never won when down seven points or more going into the fourth quarter, literally 0-30. Then I'm a little stressed. I'm a little stressed. Brock Purdy goes out there, and he's struggling all game with the wet football. You can see him wiping his hands. Uh, The defense has made some stops. But it's a concern. You're trying to figure out where the points are going to come from. Debo Samuel is hurt. He's out of the game. And you're starting to see this offense kind of stumble. And then, of course, the last drive of the game, when they have to have it, Brock Purdy makes all the plays he needs to make. He does everything that he needs to do. Key third down passes, and then, of course, the, the drive is capped by Christian McCaffrey and, and his five-yard touchdown run, and they win the game. But it, it, it showed a lot of resilience. And to get somewhere you've never been, Skip, you got to be able to do something. you got to be willing to do something you've never done. And they had never come back and won a game under Kyle Shanahan, went down seven points, and they were able to do that, Skip. So it showed yeah. me a lot of, lot of fight, a lot of grit, a lot of perseverance. And I love to see it. And I love to see it coming from Brock Purdy, the guy, the, the guy who was it Amy Trask that said he was the only quarterback, the worst quarterback he, in the playoffs, but now he's one of the yeah. four left. I just keep hearing the hate. I keep hearing the nonsense, and I keep hearing the praise for other quarterbacks. Then I watch the other quarterbacks not play well, and then I keep hearing the, the hate for Brock Purdy, but the praise for other guys. I heard you praise Josh Allen and how, how well he played. He had under 200 yards passing. He had 72 rushing yards, not a pass over 20 yards in the game, but he played well. And I'm going to hear you criticize Brock Purdy and his performance you when are. he played better. Yeah. When he played better than Josh Allen. And guess what, Skip? Yeah. Guess what? His team won the game. That's the difference Richard, between. You, you've got your pom-poms out. 
I, I, I just got my truth tellers out, Skip, because I'm tired of the BS. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to skip the BS of sorts. I skip the BS. <laughs> Goki. Y'all are hilarious to me right now. First of all, Skip, you lead in by saying a comeback. Oh, a comeback. Was it really truly a comeback? Yes. I mean, in the end, they start well, the fourth quarter by seven yeah. points. They kick a field goal, so it's really four. If you really, if you really want to call it a comeback, you can, Richard. I'm not hating. Just I'm just what, saying. Just I'm just was. saying a comeback is double-digit deficit. That's not everybody. When when we all start talking about the San Francisco 49ers being able to come from behind, we're not talking about a four-point come from behind situation. What, what? We're talking about double-digit deficits. Ooh, Four, ooh. When, when everybody out there in the world is talking about the 49ers can't come from behind, they haven't been able to come from behind, they haven't shown us they can come from behind. We're not talking about four points. I understand in the grand scheme of things, it's less than what their opponent had, so it means that they scored, they caught up, they passed them. I'm talking about 10 points, 12, but that's okay. A win is a win is a win, no matter how you get it. But what I would say is you're dealing with a young team in the Green Bay Packers, so on the scale of 1 to 10, how impressive was it? It's really, really, to me, it just wasn't all that impressive. It just really wasn't mm -hmm. because the way that it unfolded, if you kick that field goal, if he kicks that field goal and he makes it, that's seven points that they're now up opposed to four. You're calling the game different if you're Kyle Shanahan. Now you become aggressive, I got to win, opposed to, all I want to do is at least tie the force of overtime situation, possibly. Hey, I tip my hat off to everybody in, in San Francisco. Brock Purdy played a mm -hmm. solid football game, although his longest pass went for about 32 or so yards. It wasn't like he was just out there slicing and dicing and killing. He won the game. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. He tried on multiple occasions to give the ball to the other team. Mm -hmm. they, they came up short. They didn't catch it. Mm -hmm. That's not his fault. He tried to. So now when you look at everything and you fast forward to the Detroit situation, what, what is that going to look like? Okay, Detroit has a book on, on the San Francisco 49ers based on the way the Green Bay Packers played them down to the wire. Okay, they got some receivers over there, just like, the, uh, just like Green Bay had young Romeo Dobbs that they was trying to continuously connect with. Now yeah, you got to deal with Amara St. Brown and then Jameis Williams. Uh, Jameis... Yeah, that's right. Jameson. Jameis is Jameis Williamson. You got to deal with him. Then on yeah. top of that, you got a, a dog at the running back position. So now you got a little he bit is. of a different offense. You seen what Aaron Jones was able to do to him. Imagine what Gibbs may try to do to him. You know, going into this game, they're going to try to play physical. They're not. They're going to play action, pass it. Mm -hmm. And Jared Goff, out of everybody on this particular football team. Mm -hmm. Although he has had little success, Very he kind of understands what it's like to play against the San Francisco 49ers. I understand. I think that goes a long way inside this locker room as they move forward. I, look, the only has only lost to the San Francisco 49ers. That's all I, he's ever done. I, I understand. But when you play somebody and you have an understanding of how they're going to play you, points. hopefully you turn things around when you go see them. I like San Francisco. I think they're a dog of a team. But I'm not going to be shocked if Detroit yeah. goes in there and puts them on the ropes. I'm not going to be shocked at all. Really? Just like I wasn't shocked wow. about Green Bay getting I, them on I the ropes. I would be very shocked. Uh, I think I would be too, actually. So, Mr. Sherman, back to you, sir. Mm -hmm. I wish I'd been sitting with you 
early in Saturday night's game to be able to watch the looks on your face because it felt early on like Green Bay was going to do a Dallas on San Francisco, Mm-mm, as in just that. run them right out of their own building, as in would you believe that no team over the last 20 years worth of playoff games mm-hmm. in its first three drives have gone all the way down inside the red zone and, and not scored a touchdown? Right. Okay. That's but good. they that's got the, there. That's the, difference. that's the difference between Dallas and San Francisco. All right. You, you, I will give you that. You don't have to. But <laughs> it looked like Green Bay was poised to do a number on San Francisco, and I'm going to show you a couple of quick plays here. Please. On that first drive, it gets down to a third and eight from the 11, and mm-hmm. I thought Jordan Love threw a very good ball to Romeo Dobbs. They ran a predictable and I will double give post you, that they scored on Dallas with. They scored on Dallas it, with 13. It was, and Ward is all over it. I thought Romeo should have snatched it. It's just one of those plays where Michael Irvin's going to catch this ball. Keyshawn's going to catch this ball because it gets to hands. It gets to hands, and you got to fight for it. you got to body him. you got to screen him. you you just got mm-hmm. you, you, you got to snatch he that because it. it's down. four Go. points. It's four points that get left on the table because they had to obviously take a field goal. Uh, All right, then, then let's get to the turning point of this game which comes with 5.40 left in the first quarter. This is the first San Francisco drive. Mm-hmm. And your man, Brock Purdy, throws it to Darnell Savage, just as Dak threw it to Darnell oh, Savage. Oh, no! Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I fell off my chair. Oh I rolled on the floor because oh. it is it, oh, it, it is as gift-wrapped. It's as gift-wrapped oh. a pick six as you will oh. ever, ever see. Oh. He is gone. He is housing. Almost. He, he is going to turn Almost. the momentum of this game oh, on so its close. head because all of a sudden you're going to say, oh, my God, we're down 10 to nothing. And Brock Purdy's going to be second guessing and he's going to get so a little close. flinchy. Yeah. And you had him. You, you had him. He caught the one Dak threw him and he took it home. Mm-hmm. He dropped the one Brock Purdy threw him and he didn't take it home. And you dodged a big old bullet Didn't right dodge there. anything, Skip. No, you dodged. No, no, okay, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm with Skip, though. You dodged on. that I, one, I, I, Richard. I, I, you can Richard, whatever you, you want. dodged it, man. You Come on, whatever man. You want. This isn't horseshoes. This isn't horseshoes, Skip and Key. I don't give a dang what y'all talking about. You're talking you about. I don't care if, what we're talking if, about. If, if, if all you're talking about is what ifs. Tell me what happened. No, no. Because, because the difference between y'all and me is the team that needed to make the plays made the plays. So they, I don't have to talk about the what ifs. I can talk about the what is. I don't have to talk about what ifs. I don't talk, have to be if Bayless. I can tell you what is. No, and what is is the San Francisco 49ers for the third consecutive year yes, are in the are. NFC Championship. Yes, so y'all telling me about, well, if this would have happened, if this would have happened, well, I mean, you're does talking that, about weak points. Does, does, I, but, did, did, did he Richard, catch the ball? Did he, did he catch the ball, Key? No, he does didn't. Does that not did, allow Detroit to understand? That doesn't allow Detroit to do anything. It doesn't? A, not at all. There's okay. two different teams. All so right. you're, you're, about to right. tell me, you're about to tell me a quarterback who's, I think, one in seven against the San Francisco I, 49ers. Just, in his career, just give me, because this is not a what if. I'm not talk, giving you what ifs. I'm going to give you what is. He's one in seven, yes. and he hasn't played well. So you talk about having the book on I'm somebody? About, you said they I'm got the about, book on him like, like San Francisco Purdy. 49ers don't have the book I'm, on Jared Goff I'm like they haven't about, played him. I'm talking about Brock against, Purdy in the defense. So, so, I'm talking about the defense run by I, Aaron Glenn I, I, and, and who give you the an defense. opportunity to see the mistakes that the 49ers could present to well, themselves, well, well, this and you have to take advantage of it. Hey, Aaron Glenn, bring rain. 
Make sure you bring rain. You bring those kind of conditions of wet football because that's the only way you're going to stop Brock Purdy in this offense. If, if the conditions stand for it, because if they have great conditions, this isn't going to be a, a super close game. This, is, will, be, this will be a seven-point ball game, at least for the 49ers winning this game. They are the better team. They, they are better on every level. This defense hasn't stopped people consistently. They, they stopped the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were a fringe playoff team majority of the year. And they barely beat them. So let's not get crazy here. Baker threw for 349 and three touchdowns. So you're about to sit here and tell me that Aaron Glenn go to defense is going to – they're going to do what? They had, gave up 400 saying, yards of all, offense. All I'm telling you is that they gathered the information based on the footage. If they could okay. – if they could somehow uh, capitalize on those mistakes that the 49ers presented and they cash in on them, it's a different game. This I, is I, what Skip is saying. I, Man, I, you got to listen sometimes, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to people. I, just because I'm listening doesn't mean you're making great points. So, so I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to listen to you tell me a defense hey, that just gave up 400 I, I, yards not, of offense is going to turn around and, and play well. I, I, I got one for you. Please. These aren't ifs, ands, or buts. Just Please. to remind you, we're going to hit this head on a little later in the show. Mm -hmm. On Christmas night, I watched Brock Purdy on that same field against a real live football team, mm -hmm. that behemoth from the East, mm -hmm. throw four interceptions. So oh, I, gotcha. I, I think those gotcha. were in statistics. Skip, I think skip. they, yeah, that, okay. Is that who they're playing this week? Okay. Because, Skip, because no, Skip, but you're, you're sitting you're there talking about the a behemoth. If it, they're sitting skip, there. Who's they're in waiting. The, who's in the NFC Championship game, Skip? Who's in it? Just tell me, because I want to hear the team. They yeah. are, right? Yeah. Is this the first time All they've right. been there, Skip, or have they been there for the last five years, Skip? Because I want to, because you, you, you may not want to speak on this, Skip, because you don't have the experience. Your team's never in it. Your team's never, never in the NFC Championship. They haven't been in three decades. They're one of what, two what, teams that haven't been second. in the NFC Championship since the since they realigned okay. the divisions. Why since are we about the Cowboys, Because because Nick? because I, I want Skip to understand. You don't have a place at this table, Skip. That at this table to talk about this because your team's never in it. They're never in it. They're never in it. They're never in it. You, you can't just ignore history because history has happened. Yep. The first 30 Super Bowls that were played, 16 times we were in the NFC Championship game. The Dallas Cowboys. And they haven't we were there been without Jerry Jones. in recent memory. So, Skip, you stay in history. Well, you be I, a historian, Skip. I'm going to be you say a I don't deserve a seat at the table. Present. Those counted. Wait, Richard, yeah, did the, the first three Super even Bowls not count? The, with, with, did they, they haven't been in the internet age, Skip, so that's enough. That's, I'm talking about a team that's well, scored three consecutive and is in it right now. Let's talk about that team. Okay. All right, that team that survived. Okay, we got to do a couple more quick plays. So now Green Bay drives again, and it looks like you're in trouble again, and it gets down to fourth and whatever, a foot. And I thought Jordan Love made it on the fourth I did. down I play. I actually did, too. 100% I thought he yeah. did. Oh I thought God. he got I the thought football he did. across no, I thought he the did. line. It looked like, based yeah. on this angle, that helmet and ball. That's, he's at that. he's, he's passed. Passed. You don't even, you don't even see where the ball is. The he got it. Foot, man. You don't got even it. see where the ball is. Come so on. you said the helmet and ball. Come where's on. the ball? Where's man, the ball? if it's hell, I would assume that the ball is. You would assume, but you yes. can't see it. No, I can't. Exactly. But it looks as though, based on where that referee on the other side is at, standing, uh, and he crossed it. I, Richard, I, he didn't I, get I, it. I, I, I'm not did, saying the referees helped San Francisco or anything. He didn't get it. It just looked like to me and Skip that he got it initially. I got you. He got it. It changes the game at that point. It's it's a no, seven-point swing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. turnover on downs. So. All right. And then <laughs> finally, here we go again with another kicker missing another kick. 
Except this kid kicker, this rookie kicker, Mm -hmm. Gutekunst made a great call on Jordan Love. He's made a lot of great picks, stock in their defense, stock in their receiver room with nothing but young talent that's only going to get better. Mm -hmm. Except for the kicker that he plunged on, and there it is again, and he left to the upright. Okay, again. It's, it's huge. It's huge in the football huge. game. And it comes so, down to so, 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 a little so kicker missing a if, little if kick. He, if he, Richard, you know this, man. So, 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 wait, so, so San Francisco it. didn't if, miss a kick earlier in the game. No, that's not. That's, no, so so no, we only talk. Saying, no, like that's, saying, that's the kind of nonsense you're upset. I got to Early in the game, Richard, this is later in the game, man. What, what, what does it matter? We're talking about two missed kicks. They missed a kick. San Francisco missed a kick. Irrelevant. Negated. How so? How could it be? Because they both just missed a kick. If he. If he makes this, if he makes this kick, Richard, they go up by seven. The game is being called differently. It's being called differently. That would make sense if San Francisco didn't drive for a touchdown, Keyshawn. They drove for a touchdown. They didn't drive for a field goal. They did. Like they drove for a touchdown. They had to drive for a touchdown to win it. A field goal wasn't going to help them. So again, they drove for a touchdown. So what? What? Because they had you to have a call, touchdown either gonna, way. What are you gonna, talking about? You're going to call the game differently. They needed a touchdown either way. You're gonna call yep. the game differently, man. Pressure what is different. Talking? That's a, that's idiotic. That's idiotic. You literally just said they would call it different because they needed gonna, a touchdown. I'm not gonna argue with you because I'm you just can. telling you they're gonna call it different. What, what are they calling different if they needed a touchdown? Oh, they needed a touchdown, so they're gonna call it different because the pressure is different, Richard. They needed a touchdown yeah. either way. I, I'm not okay. going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Richard, Richard, argue with you, man. They needed okay. a touchdown. Richard, I'm going to give you this. Let's see what Brock did do because he threw a bunch of mysterious-looking ducks to me. He he was having a bad night. It was still raining, and to his credit, I want to give you this. I'm going to show you the three big plays on that final drive. Credit, credit, and more credit. Because the first one is that third and five throw to Ayuk. This is is a game saver right here. This is huge. I give you that one. You had to have it. And then he throws it to that kid, Conley. I don't even know who he is. It's the next play, the the out route. This is the best throw he made all night. I don't even know who this kid is. But, But he came out of nowhere. He was in the game. No, because he wanted to prove to, to all these people that because of all yeah. these weapons he had, you know what I mean? So he had to use yeah. all his weapons. All right. know, he used all his weapons, and then he does this. The How far was the scramble? Nine. Nine and that, was, that set him up. That did it. I'm going to give you all the above, playmaking, playmaking, and more playmaking. So you won, and you get Detroit. Should be Dallas, but who's, who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> Yeah, but we will talk about that in should, just a few minutes here on Dallas. the show. It'll be down. <laughs> All right. OK, but up next, we got to get to the other big game on Saturday. Was that Lamar Jackson's greatest game oh, of his career, MVP? especially in the second half? Ooh. MVP? Was that? Was that the MVP? What? Ooh. MVP Ooh. had 23 yards at the half. Ooh. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. 
so you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Lamar Jackson threw for only 152 yards, but he ran for 100. He did throw two touchdown passes. He did run for two touchdowns. And the Ravens blew open a 10 to nothing game at halftime and won 34 to 10. Michael Urban, scale of 1 to 10, how impressive was Lamar? I, I put it at an 8.8, skip, right around okay. the 8.8, I'll give him that. Let me tell you why I say that and why this game was so important for Lamar. You know, Lamar's gone into the last two playoff games, and he scored less points than he did in this playoff game. Why is that so important, Michael? We've talked about how limited that offense was prior to the offense they had been running uh, with Lamar Jackson. And we talked about how limited that offense was. And, and now you start saying, oh, they put up 34 points against a very good Texans defense, a very good Texans coaching D'Amico Ryan. The last couple of times they came, they put up three points here, 720 points there. So, so you see, now this solidifies this offense. Lamar Jackson went into the playoffs, and he got knocked out of the playoffs because he was more one-dimensional, one-dimensional. And they said, let's stack the line of scrimmage and stop him. We talked about Lamar Jackson. When are you going to graduate, take that next level of passing and passing the football so you can go deeper, you can go farther, go get you an offensive coordinator, get some players around him, and let's use, uh, use his arm a little bit more. They did that, and it produced what they needed to produce. I thought it was a perfect game for what this new offense is. Lamar sat in the pocket and waited and waited and waited to the last minute, and then he would shoot out of there and be the most dangerous dude you ever see with a football because <laughs> he was shooting out of that pocket. And it, it, it was an incredible game. Threw two touchdowns, ran for two touchdowns. And, 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 and there's no other player that ever did that. Two for two touchdowns ran for two, two touchdowns, had over 100 yards rushing with 100-plus passer rating. Not in the history of the game. And speaking of the history of this game, this is the new history 
I think, of the game for the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson, he's writing the history right now as we move forward. When you see guys like Josh Allen, who's putting up 32 pass touchdowns and 16 rush touchdowns. This is where this NFL is going. If your quarterback can't give me those hidden yards, I don't know if you could play quarterback in this league. Lamar Jackson showed up and played and showed why he's the MVP of this season. Yeah, I, I, I think he played uh, probably his most impressive playoff game for sure. Um, I give him a 10 out of 10 for that performance. Uh, you know, especially uh, the way they struggled in the first half. They struggled. I think he had 23 net passing yards at the half. They were winning by one point. They went into the to the halftime. They went to the locker room, made great adjustments. He comes out, throws it for another 120. He throw he runs for another 50, 60 yards, a right. couple touchdowns, and he just dominated and controlled the game. Their defense played really well, contained that offense. They they didn't even allow him a touchdown outside of that special teams touchdown, that punt return. So you got to give him a lot of credit for what he was able to do in this playoff game. He. He made accurate passes. He did it from the pocket. He did it with his legs. He took what the defense gave him. He didn't let anybody else dictate the narrative. You know, you hear he was a running quarterback, and then you sometimes get to the point where you want to just totally dispel that, and I'm just going to sit in the pocket and show them I could do this. He said, no, I'm doing whatever it takes to win this game. I'm going to run it. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to score it. We're going to win. And that was that was really impressive. Yeah, you know, before, like, mm. before you go, Skip, one thing that, that I thought was yeah. fascinating, the, the touchdown Nelson Aguilar. He could have ran that touchdown in. Boop, he he shot that ball out. He could have easily ran yeah. that ball in. But, but he shot yeah. it out. And I thought that was saying, I'm passing first. Another thing that I thought, I'm a passer first. Another thing I thought was very interesting, coming out of that locker room at halftime, and they talked about it at the game, to a player, everybody talked about Lamar Jackson address or undress that offense about the way they were performing. And he said, listen, yeah. that defense is playing great. I thought that was fascinating. We talked it about was. is he in or is he out? Because they were treating yeah. him kind of out without with his contract. Now he gets the contract and he is absolutely all the way in. I saw all him in. one time get on one of the linemen, like, come on, man. You, you know, he got on him later on after they scored, him and that lineman was in the end zone jamming together. I said, Well, okay, that is a different Lamar right there. Yeah, Michael, Lamar said after the game he would share his halftime remarks, except they were inappropriate for a right, media session right, right, because right. the words were not pretty and they didn't need to be pretty. So I appreciate how high you guys went on this scale of one to ten. I, I'm going to go to a 20 on this scale. I'm going to shatter <laughs> the scale because this second half was huge. You're up against as hot and, and as, as talented a rookie quarterback as I have ever seen. C.J. Stroud was off the, the, the charts this year with, with what he pulled off. And he, he got his legs underneath him late in the first half, and it felt like it was going to be a real live football game in the second half. And to Lamar's credit... He read the riot act to his team at halftime, and then he came out in the second half, and it was like a microcosm of the year. He took the game over with his arm and his legs. And to Richard's point, in the second half, he goes 9 of 11 for, for just 100 yards. So it's not gaudy stats, 
but they're all effective passes. They're impactful passes. Two of them touchdown passes. And then with his legs, he runs for another, as Richard pointed out, 50 yards. He had five carries for 50 yards and two more touchdowns in the second half alone as they took the game over. And as you guys know, the narrative on Lamar is, yeah, but he's one and three in the postseason. So he's got two MVPs if we're effectively giving him this year's MVP. And what? Well, at halftime, it was and what again at the highest level where the pressure on him was just staggering to me because you're up against a hot, young, well-coached team that didn't know any better. And if, if Lamar had lost that game, you, you know what we'd be talking about right now. We probably would have led the show with it. You know, what's up with Lamar? And instead, he did look like the MVP in the second half without sensational, spectacular stats, just making all the right plays at the right time to be the driving force of a Ravens team that in the second half just shut CJ down. He was having a hard time reading, seeing, feeling, and because they got four guys who can get pressure, they were getting some serious heat on CJ that I, I think ultimately they'll be able to get on Patrick Mahomes this coming Sunday. Oh, Go, yeah, Richard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think this defense deserves a ton of credit for, for everything you just said about how hot CJ Stroud was. Um, Bobby Sloan getting head coaching interviews because of how well this yeah. offense has performed, and they held them out of the end zone the entire game. Um, they, they limited their big plays. You know, this, this offense has been known to be really explosive. They didn't allow any of that. They hit him. Um, they stopped the run. They were effective. They deserve a ton of credit as well. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, last week they were talking about, if you look at it, Baltimore is still going to get better. They were talking about Mark Andrews possibly playing last week. And they told him, okay, take one more week. I say they were like... We don't know what we could play you because that kid likely is doing pretty good. I said, you, unlikely you see that, he you is. I agree. I agree. You see that touchdown yeah. that he called? It was like he just snatched it. He just snatched yeah. it over that dude's head. Like, yeah. give me this and, touchdown. And, and, and that's a good right. corner right that's there. That's a, that was stealing. Right. I was like, whoa, that's a that's a pretty good corner you, you, playing you. Hey, Mark, you, you sure your legs aren't working? Well, <laughs> right, 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 one more. One more. Right. You know what I want to talk about, her? What's that? Because this offseason, like, like, you know, time makes you forget sometimes. It makes you forget and, and lose sight. But you remember when the Ravens were, and Lamar were working out the contract details, right. Right. all this speculation. But there were so many teams out there that just said, nope, right. we out, we out, we out. How many of those teams are sitting all at home right now watching? I got, I yeah. got to guarantee all yeah. of them. I got to guarantee all of them. So you had, you had at Arthur Blank in the – and the, the, the Atlanta Falcons and what they have at quarterback saying, hey, you did. nope, we don't want him. Yeah, yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. And, right and nobody, nobody, they're not getting enough criticism for that. They're not, nobody, we're not talking about that enough, about how many teams saw this quarterback that was available. And whether you got to give two first-rounders or whatever you got to do, right. people didn't trade it more for less. And uh, they said, hey, we are out on this guy because uh, we don't think whatever you think of him. But now he's in the AFC Championship game the same year that you could have had. Right. And, and, and what, they did, what they did was put fuel in the tank mm -hmm. of Lamar Jackson in that situation. Now, the reality is they were probably trying to save and hold the company line and all this skip and shine. I bet. You know, we're not letting anybody dictate that we give out 
a guaranteed contract. So, so, so then the rhetoric became, there's no team interested in Lamar Jackson. Like, it just it doesn't, it makes no sense in, at all it made to no say sense. that. It makes no sense, you know. And, and now, oh, my God, you, you look at teams like, like you just mentioned Atlanta Falcons. If they had a Lamar Jackson right now with that young talent, so it's, that, was, that, that was a crazy, crazy thing that went on. And but I love that he's the way, having guys, the last lap. Yeah, I must say so. Even the Ravens were indecisive about giving Lamar right. his money. I right. thought they dragged him through the mud, basically, right. and it really hurt him last year. It, it hurt him deep down because he loves that organization, and it got so ugly last year because he just couldn't figure out why they were treating him like that after all he had given to them. And they finally got through it. It should have happened a, a long time before that. But once they finally got through it, then to Michael's point, finally, Lamar was able to recommit to the Ravens, body and soul. And, and, and now he is the Ravens to me. But, but no question. And it, yeah. it goes back to they, yeah. they should have never put him through that. You, this is your franchise they quarterback. This is a guy that's given right. everything, done things the right way. You he should have never come to the, down to the wire of, of having to deal with all this. But... It, it goes to, to back to the, the, the gripes that you heard. He's injury prone. He's a running quarterback. He didn't it. miss a game, yeah. Skip. He didn't miss one. Didn't nope, miss didn't one. Miss a game. I it, mean, he, he got beat up last year. He had some issues. Right, yeah. right. But, but, but they had said yeah. the last couple of years he had missed 10 games. And, and so that was yeah. what people were saying. He's injury prone. But I don't hear that same rhetoric about Joe Burrow, for, for example. You know, Joe no, has missed some games and missed, finished some seasons. Has he? And, and I don't hear that same rhetoric when it was time to get his money. That old oh, man, you know, he Very his style of play or anything like that. So yeah. I, it just leads to so many questions about how people see Lamar Jackson in this league and why they see him that way. And, yeah. And, and listen, when I listen to Lamar right now, you know, let's be real. Lamar sounds sounds different. He sounds like he's been working with someone. I'm sure, from what I understood, they've always wanted Lamar to, you know, to to. to to dig in and, and be more of that, that, that quarterback that they can promote and push out there. And, and from what I see, he, he's starting to really work on how he interviews and everything. It really looks like he's bought all the way in because they've given him the team. But, but even talking about them not buying into him prior to, I need them to raise their hand on their own missteps there. That it was them that, took this long to get him the kind of help that he needs to do what Thank he's you. doing right now. Now they gave him a system. Remember, it was Mark Andrews was his primary. He plays inside out. He was throwing those balls, Mark Andrews in the middle field. Now that's Zay Jones. Zay Jones is one of the best after-the-catch receiver he had in the National Football League. That guy Isaiah Lightly right there, he has more yards yeah. after the catch than almost anybody in the National Football League. So they've taken what they've done with Mark Andrews and put some explosiveness to it and made a difference. Yeah. So can we all agree that Lamar is now a passing quarterback who can just gut you with his legs right. when necessary, right? right. When, when it's there, he will take it. He, but he a is a pass-first quarterback. Yeah. Right. He's right. just a playmaker. He's a playmaker. Right. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can do it all. He, he Don't limit him. You know, he can, do, he can do things that only a yeah. few people on this earth can do, period. So, yeah, he can throw. And look. Is his throwing motion a little unconventional? I'll give you that. But 
He flicks darts like he he just flicks it and and he's so accurate with it that it is lethal. It it doesn't look like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. It just works at the highest MVP level. That's all I know. Yeah, it gets there. It jumps off his hands and it gets there. It does. It is accurate. And that's all in the end that matters. Okay, Baker Mayfield was pretty accurate yesterday at Detroit, but not quite accurate enough in the very bitter end. Although Mike Evans said after the game, he called Baker criminally underrated after the Bucks gave the Lions all they wanted. We break it down next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions 31, Bucks 23 in Detroit yesterday. I went with the Bucks in an upset. I was wrong, but... But how wrong? Keyshawn, exactly how impressive were the Lions yesterday? I think they were impressive. They were in control the entire game, Skip. Okay, they had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. The big number that I always look for, as you know, is the turnovers. Baker Mayfield had two interceptions to zero for Jared Goff. And if that's the case... You're going to win a whole lot of games. They rushed for the football collectively as a group. Over 100 yards, the Detroit rushing game was there. They didn't get 175, but it was it was about 120, which was a good number to have going along with Jared Goff being able to stabilize things in the play-action pass game and not turn the football over at all. The, the right. scratching thing and mind-boggling to me, out of all the situations in the games this weekend, other than the kickers missing field goals, is Todd Bowles, really good friend of mine. Been knowing Todd Bowles all the way from our jet days and coaching me in Dallas and, and all those sort of things. Why in the hell yep. would you go for two? I don't know. Thank well, you. Well, well, I, I, I Tell just, me, I'm like, why? I'm sitting there and I'm saying to him, I wanted to text him so bad, but I knew he wasn't going to answer in the middle of the game. He'd be like, yo, dude, what are you doing? You're chasing Sean, it's 437 left. We got four and a half minutes left in the game. Four and, a half, four and a half minutes left in the game. You take, you kick the PAT. There's now Just seven. You don't get it. Okay. It's eight. That means you got to score twice. Okay, to terrible. just tie it up. Which didn't, I, I don't know, was it a call sheet thing, Michael? Yeah, yeah it's What was it? It's, 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 it's the analytics. Stop. You, know, you, Stop. you have more opportunity. Stop. You will have two chances at going for Stop. two. So God. they tell you what there, you go for two. So if you come back and get the touchdown, now you're kicking the extra point to win the game. And if you don't, if you come back. Let me ask you something, Michael. Let me ask you something. I understand. I'm just telling you. Would Jimmy Johnson have done that? I, I used to answer. No, no, no. Would Jimmy Johnson have done that? No. After Coach Johnson. No. After Coach Johnson. No. So put the right, analytics right. out. I'm, I'm with you. I was <laughs> we just scored a touchdown. Kick the PAT. Kick the PAT. Right. Now by seven with four plus minutes right. to go, you get a stop. 
You go back down, you score, you kick the PAT, and you tie it up. I'm, I'm with you because there's something there's something too when you're when you're down and 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 you're looking at that clock and you say, hey, we're down <sighs> seven points. Or we're, if we're down eight points, that's a long ride. You know what I mean? You like we're it's down a seven. Long Only ride. One drive. And, and literally, that, that's a harder thing to click. So that's why. And that, that's the thing I think coaches miss sometimes. Like, okay, I understand what analytics say. But if we've come all the way back, I want my players to see we are literally a touchdown away. We kick this right here. That's going to go back to what I told you. all hope dictates effort. Like, man, we here now. All we need we're is here. a touchdown. It'll give you more effort. That's why I, I, don't, I don't like when they do things like that. But listen, Jared Goff threw the ball 43 times. Yes. 43 times and did not turn the ball over. I love this little love fest thing they have with Jared Goff, you know, and, and he, he talked about them chanting his name after getting, you know, basically kicked out of L.A. Now you go to Detroit and, and, and I mean, yeah, they love you in Detroit. Yeah, I, when I interviewed St. Brown, he told me, he said, man, he said, he said, man, I was a fourth-round draft pick. You know, he remembers everybody that got drafted before him. Everybody that got drafted before him. He said, Jared Goff called him. He said, I, as bad as I was feeling, I couldn't believe that he called me on draft day. He said, man, I'm looking forward to getting to working with you. We're going to have a great career together. He said, as soon as they got together, they started taking off. That was a game played perfectly for Detroit. Tampa gave up the third most yards to tight end. LaPorta did what he did. And then they gave up the second most yards to slot receiver. And, and St. Brown did what he did. I knew they would lose that game. Next week is going to be a little more difficult for Detroit, and we'll talk. I would say, I would say. Keyshawn, allow me quickly to go back to the two-point conversion because I want to say there's this thing in football that you guys know way better than I do. It's called momentum. Yes, you lose right. it. The right. throw that Baker made, if we could see the touchdown throw to Mike Evans that set up the two-point play, if we could see the setup throw. It, it was so good. It was so Baker. It was so Mike Evans. Mm. Beautiful touchdown. It, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Perfect. It's, it's, it it. it do you know what that did? Do you know how that lifted the sideline yes. of the Bucks in that, that crazed stadium up in Detroit? Yes. You, you have to cash the momentum. You have to add the exclamation point on it with the PAT because it feels so different to be down seven as opposed to down eight. So then he goes right back to Mike Evans, which is fine, trying to throw the fade to him. Yeah. And I did not think it was pass interference. It just, it, it was well it, covered. I, I'm going to give it, the kid. It's not it, pass interference because you know, Mike Evans didn't give me enough. If Mike he, Evans he, he drives back enough. through okay. here and try to come yeah, at this okay. ball. Yeah. He, he did not of fight back for the right. ball. Go, go fight, get it. If you fight go through, get it. If he slows down like okay. he's trying to go get, get it, it and the guy runs him over, that's a flag. They got to throw that flag. He almost caught it on his back. Right here. He had it for a second on his back. For a second. Yeah, I just needed that. This took out. this took, Skip, to your point, a lot of momentum yes. away yeah. it took from it away. them. Now you talk about Jared Goff throwing 40, 43 times, sure. uh, Michael. 43 yeah. times and no interceptions. Right. I hate to belabor the point and continue to go back at it. But if you stop them, PAT, they get the ball back with four minutes to go. They're in their four-minute offense. Either they're going to run it three straight times and get nothing, or eventually they're going to throw it. It's going to be a clock stoppage because of the incomplete, 
Or you may get a gift from Jared Goff. He's been known at he's certain situations known. to do at things. Dallas. You know, he's been known. He That's all I'm saying. You know, now I bet you Ty Bowles in the analytics, he's going to throw that damn stuff in the trash. Yeah, I agree. Okay, speaking of Jared Goff throwing interceptions. Again, I'm a big Baker fan. I can't help myself. I thought he just threw the hell out of it yesterday. I've never seen him deal any better than he was dealing yesterday. So he needed one break early in that game, and, and Jared Goff gave him one. He threw a present to Jamel Dean in the end zone. If we could see the early throw, it's a second goal from the three. And this is 9-13 left in the first quarter. And he throws oh, no. it to Jamel Dean. And I, I just, I, listen, do you, do you know, how, speaking of momentum, do you know how big it would have been to the visiting team if you cancel all seven points out? If you just give them none, you got the ball at the 20-yard line because Jamel Dean caught the football. I, I don't, how do you, it's just one of those plays, you either make it or you go home. And they went home. Well, he played that, DB that, for a reason, me, can't catch. Right. Boy, okay, well, there you go. All right. Ball and then the he got yeah, hurt he and was that, out that, of the that, game. That, that, so, he he okay. come down that end zone. Hey. That could have been a pick six of 100 right. yards. Okay. Now, I got to get both of your responses on this, both of your breakdowns. I love Mike Evans. Occasionally, he drops a ball. He dropped a touchdown pass from Baker against Philadelphia on Monday night. This early throw that got tipped up into an interception. I thought he just... He needed to get his hands up a little quicker and at least control the ball if he's going to not catch it, not catch it in front of you as opposed to tipping it up into the sky where C.J. Gardner-Johnson can corral it. If we could see the throw yeah, but, over the but middle. As great as, as, great, as, great as Mike mm -hmm. is, when you see color yeah. on them oh, end cuts, that, <laughs> when you see okay. color on the end cuts, is that what it you, was? You see okay. color, Everybody. right? That right. linebacker's right. right there. You're not used to working the middle of the field like that. So no. you know he looking, he see color. So he, it's called a sneaky peek a little bit there. He he trying to protect himself and catch the football. You know, and, and Mike Mike right. Irk is playmaker. And, tell y'all about that. Yeah. And, and he has to bring that ball down. Right. I'm gonna catch this ball in my chest right here. Cause, you are right, cause are. oh yeah, cause hey, listen, those guys are looking to take him out, and he knows that. And that's why you see the crunch that comes together, and that ball goes up in there. That's exactly what we're talking about. All of those people are around him. So Baker, I, I'm gonna wait. Need Baker to put that on him. Put it, put it a little bit lower toward right, the stomach, right, and right. allow him yeah. to go down and that. protect himself. Right. I'll buy that. Right. But even You're though, right. even though it was a little high, you still got to go in there and get go it because play. it's the playoffs. You go, go ahead and you sacrifice right. at least one rib for that catch. Right. At least one rib. Okay. Okay. So all year long, I wondered and I fretted and I sweated over the fact that they were sweating Mike Evans on his contract. They're allowing him to play it out, hit the free agent market after this year, and it always gave me a little cause to pause because I would think, well, is Mike's heart really going to be in this if they're not going to pay him? And after that early throw, I thought, oh, my God, has he just lost a little focus here? Does he not really care that much about this game? But then he shut my mouth real quick because he came boy, back. Hey, and that oh, play right there. He, he had a game. That, that catch, one. That throw. Whoa. This is 6-5. This 6-5 going down on a football six, like five, this. I six, can't five. even tell y'all how difficult and how exceptional oh. that is right there. 
the focus like he has right here to come down and make that play is incredible. And he had to go down like that because the trajectory of the football changed once it yeah. started to come down from flight. And yeah. now, as he's trying to locate it in the likes and all of those sort of things, Skip, that ball started dying on him. But he yep. had the, the wear thought and the wits to know, okay, I got to slide he into did. this because if I stand straight up, I'm never going to be able to get to it. So let me get down on the ground. So the irony after the game was Mike Evans said Baker Mayfield is criminally underrated. I can say the same thing for Mike Evans. Yeah, I think he's criminally underrated. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know why people think that he's not rated because he's rated in my book as one of the top dudes in the league. Ten straight years, 10,000 right. plus, 1,000 yards plus every single season, right. despite having yeah. a, a number of different quarterbacks throwing the football. I mean, what else? If the Bucks don't sign him back, then it's their loss and somebody else's game. And, and, and especially oh, you got this guy, because let me tell you the value of a Mike Evans, especially in this system where everybody's trying to design stuff to beat you, uh, scheme on scheme. Mike Evans gives you that one guy that says, I don't need that. Yeah, Whenever I don't need it all, all that. breaks down, yeah, throw it up that. in the air to yeah. him. I, I've been screaming Dallas needs one of these dudes that'll go up and get you any have. pass anywhere, anytime. I keep yeah. calling. I call him an area code receiver. They're going to catch everything in so the area you code. Dallas and to that's get what you want need. Dallas to get him now. I, I was just throwing that, throwing yeah, that yeah, in. Yeah, that, that you Dallas want needs a receiver. So you like want them that. to pay him 25 to $30 million and C.D. Lamb 30 to 35 That's what you're asking for. Something like that. Okay. Whatever it need to get him over. Are you joking? I ain't, ain't my money. I need his hey, talent hey, on the field. Hey, hey, Keyshawn, does Mike Evans remind you of you at all? Bigger, taller? No, no, he has know. better he has better down the field awareness than I did for because I played everywhere and whatever shots I got, it was a prayer in the sky. I had to catch it because I might not get another one based on the offenses. Okay, that's but fair. he's he's a treat. There's no yeah. question that I was a tree, but I played inside, outside. I moved around. I mean, it, you did a little bit, a little bit different. But right. but I understand where you're going at. Yeah, but a big guy. But a big can, guy. A big guy that can transition. Yes. You have big guys that can't transition, but he no. can transition. Got a, a DK He's a much right. better down right. the field right. Right. home run hitter than I was. There's no question about it. Right. Right. And, but, but I'm talking because. about transition in and out of cuts. Oh, yeah. A lot of time, tall guys, Man. tall guys, uh. they can't break down. Yeah. And they can't break down and come in and out of cuts real fast. Remember now, we have long strides. I had one thing I had to do. I had to put a beep on my head and cut down my strides because I was running with long strides. What, what, why is that yeah. so important, Michael? As a wide receiver... In order to make cuts, you need ground contact. I can't be flying like this. So you have to beep. You have to cut down those strides to go in and out of cuts. He's so good. Yeah, at he, it. He's and, so good and that's at. the thing with me, Skip, is I was big, but I played small when I needed to in short areas. I had I great short area quickness. And awareness. Love and it. awareness, too. All right. Because <laughs> okay. the news is hunting. One other quick throw. I just got to show this from my man Baker. But he threw an out route to Kate Otten. If we could see this throw, it was a 27-yard ball. It was the best ball he threw all day, I thought. Just to say, Baker made some money oh, yesterday. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not it. No, that wasn't it. There, there's another one. Um, not sure this is. I think we, we don't have the right one. This isn't the right one. Anyway. But I'm with you is, on that, Skip. He did, Skip. Okay. And, he, and, and he, some of those plays, made you remember yeah. when he was getting ready to throw and somebody hit him and he still came out and made a play. It was like 
He did. I said, this, he this spun ba- out. I said, Baker loves this. It looks like he's getting beat, okay. he's getting tattered up, and he's in he that certainly, fight. He, he made certainly some made himself some money yesterday. Yeah, he did. They would be foolish. Yes, he did. They would be foolish, Skip, if they did not resign him. Now, I'm not saying that we had this conversation earlier, uh, I think in the month or so, about what they yeah. should do with Baker. I'm not saying it's a six-year deal. What right. I am saying, it's an opportunity for them to put him where he needs to be financially for the next several years until he either flames out or they figure it out at the quarterback position. Okay. But I'm not bringing Baker back if I'm not bringing Michael back, Mike Evans back, because this is the best receiver Oof. Baker's ever had. This is the biggest, most this is the most no dependable guy he's ever no had. If I'm not bringing him back, then, then I got to discuss this thing. So then that means you're starting all over then. And that's what I don't want to do. That's why I, I agree with yeah. you. I think Tampa should do a two-year deal with Baker and make sure they yeah. keep Mike Evans, let him finish his career for the next two or three years there. Tie them together. Okay, so my conclusion to what I watched yesterday was congratulations to the Lions, but you get kind of a booby prize because now you got to go to San Francisco. Would you guys agree that it's going to be rough for Detroit as San Francisco? I, I, I'm not going to agree. Right. I'm what, not going to agree. You like what, them. What, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to agree because I don't know what it's going to Look, I thought that Green Bay would go into Dallas and the young guns would come out of there and be like, oh, we did well. Well, guess what? They was on the flight to San Francisco. I also thought that Green Bay would go into San Francisco and San Francisco would probably beat them up pretty badly. Well, they win that game. <laughs> they should have won that game yep. in many different ways. So yep. I'm not going just all of a sudden because San Francisco has been at the top of everybody's uh, uh, charts all season long that this Detroit team is just going to lay down because they're going okay. into San Francisco. Right. I can't call it like right. that. And, and, and I talk about this all the time. It's about matchups. I just talked about this. Yes. This is a more difficult matchup for the Detroit Lions. But I will say this. This I give you. Out of all the teams in the NFC that could have gone up against the 49ers, this is the most physical team that they will face, the 49ers. The Detroit Lions probably the toughest and most physical team outside of the 49ers in the NFC. Mm. And by the way, they are the spitting image of their coach, Dan yeah. Campbell. Wouldn't you agree? And yeah. you guys both yes. know him. Yeah. Keyshawn played yeah. with him. Yeah, and over the, last, yeah. Know, over the last month of the season, meaning into, into these playoffs or whatnot, I don't count yeah. the last game of the year, but if you go back and you look at what Baltimore was able to do, in San Francisco. San Francisco, it, it hasn't been smooth selling, and we don't know what's going to happen not. with Debo Samuel in his shoulder uh, uh, come Sunday. We, I mean, obviously, we got a whole Good week, point. but you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. All right, up next, we got to talk about the other championship game, the one in Baltimore. I'm going Lamar over Mahomes. Who you got? We do it next. Who you got? No, no AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes at Lamar Jackson. Two MVPs for one, two MVPs for the other. Ravens favored by three and a half at Baltimore. Richard, which way are you leaning early in the week? Early in the week, Skip, I'm leaning towards the reigning Super Bowl champions. They... Uh, you gotta, 
you got to go through the Kings to beat be the Kings. And right now they're the reigning. And I and I, honestly, I would have counted them out early in the season. Earlier in the year, I would have been like, hey, they don't got the kind of team they need to win the Super Bowl this year. They're not able to do it, even though this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had in his entire career. Him going to a sixth straight AFC championship game. It was impressive what they were able to do in Buffalo last night. And their defense, second in points allowed, thirds in yard, third in yards allowed, fourth in yards allowed per play. Um, I, You know, obviously Baltimore's defense is number one in all these categories, number one in sacks, number one in points allowed per game. But Kansas City's defense isn't that far off. And, again, I just get, I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes. It, 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 I have a hard time. You know, even when the chips are against you, he doesn't have the best team. He didn't have the best team against Buffalo. I, I don't think their offense is better than Buffalo's. He's just going to find a way to win. He's going to find a way to get the job done. And he has consistently done that. Do I think that Baltimore's defense and depth are, are able gonna, going to be able to get more pressure on him? No question about it. But I think this is going to be a dogfight that comes down to the last drive. And if Patrick Mahomes has the ball and they're down two, three points, it's going to be another one of those telltale stories where you're sitting there like, he, he's done it again. You know, it, it, it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, Skip. There's no question about it. I mean, he's obviously right before our eyes. This is, what, his sixth AFC championship game. He's only been in the league seven years. He's been in six AFC championship games since taking over from Alex Smith as a starter. So that's hard to go against, right? But I'm going to be the one that goes against <laughs> Patrick Mahomes in this situation because at some point, it stops for everybody. Right? It stopped. it stopped at once upon a time for Tom Brady, then he went on another roll. But it's going to stop. You're going to eventually lose a game that you think, oh, well, he's a better quarterback in a better situation. And when I look at the, the, the guy that you gave an MVP to at the top here, Skip and Lamar Jackson, because you know you gave him one. You said two for Patrick Mahomes, two for Lamar, although Lamar hadn't officially I gave him one. gotten it yet. You gave him one just like I gave him one. Richard's giving it to somebody else, clearly. And when yeah, you look at yeah. this guy... And you say, well, statistically in the first half, they struggled. They just, they Houston, whatever. They, they try to figure it out. They didn't do that in the second half. Right. He didn't have gaudy passing numbers. But that's okay. Nope. When you account for 200-plus yards, you don't turn the football over, and you got four touchdowns. And if I told you that Patrick Mahomes threw for 254 touchdowns and zero interceptions, you wouldn't say a word. You'd be like, oh, man, that's a really great quarterback. Well, we should be saying the same thing about Lamar Jackson. Just because he does it on the ground and in the air, the total yards are the same. And I think that that is key. Plus, with at home, they're going to be getting help back with Mark Andrews, assuming he's coming back. He didn't play in this last game, although he practiced all week long. It was so trying, so bad. But they said, hey, let's hold him over for another week. And then maybe Marlon Humphreys get back into the mix. So they're getting some Thank help. You. They're getting some help potentially for Sunday for Patrick Mahomes and company. Patrick Mahomes went on the road to Buffalo and won that football game. I think it's going to be a little more difficult. As, as, as great as Buffalo uh, uh, was talking about their fan base and the stadium and the crowd noise, Baltimore is so difficult to play in because the fans are on top of you. And that stadium gets yep. crazy loud. Everybody gives the 12th man in Seattle the credit because it's really loud and they got the aluminum benches. But I tell you right now, in Baltimore, it's going to be a tough place to play, although they play at home in Kansas City. Kansas City is a home field. This is not home field. The noise level is going to go against you and when you're out there trying to bark signals and things of that nature. So here's what I would do if I'm the defense of the Mike McDonald. 
First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to push the Rasheed Rice at times, and I'm going to double Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. The rest of them dudes, if they beat me, then they beat me. But I'm not letting them two in the passing game do anything at all. And I'm going to try to thump Pacheco as early and often as possible and disrupt his timing in the run game. And then I walk away with a W. Okay. So I'm definitely going Lamar. I, I think this won't even be that close. I, I'm going to yeah, go I, 10 or more points for both. I was going to do the same, but I was waiting to give out okay. the score. All right. So here's my point back to Richard. And I, I do respect everything you said about Mahomes. Obviously, six AFC championship games, but none yet on the road. Did win at Buffalo. But to me, in all the years I spent going to Buffalo and the years I spent going to Baltimore, to Keyshawn's point, Baltimore's just louder. I, I don't know what it is about that stadium, but, but it just rattles your brain. It gets so loud in there. It, it's, I, I know Richard played, obviously, in Seattle where they just louder off the charts. Yeah, but, but this is up there with that. And, and it's something about the tightness and closeness of it that I can't explain it just feels like you're overwhelmed by, by the noise and the emotion of those fans for that team. Okay, now on the degree of difficulty scale, Buffalo versus Baltimore, last night because of the decimation suffered by the Buffalo defense, for Patrick, his degree of difficulty was about a three to me. This is going up to about a nine on the one to 10 scale of degree of difficulty of the defense you're facing because this is a whole different beast you're going up against in schemes, in, in creativity, in savvy, in strategic sort of mind games that they play on you, and in pass rush, because they have a four-man rush that, that can get home fairly consistently in ways that Buffalo didn't get home last night. It surprised me, and I give Kansas City's line high marks because they protected him pretty well. They, they did flush him once where he, he bolted up the, through the middle of the, the rush and made a really nice throw to Lazard. He's highly capable of doing that. But to me, this is going to be a whole nother level of difficulty for Patrick at Baltimore, given the noise and the defense and the pass rush you're up against. Your you, you, response, you, Richard. You, you think yeah. about it, uh, Richard. Go, Keith, yeah. We got uh, yeah. Roquan Smith. Jadavion Clowney, Patrick Queen and company, and not just the front seven, but when they bring extra pressure, that that there, that extra pressure, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be something I, to think about. I, I agree. I they and you you forgot Kyle Hamilton. Who Kyle probably, Hamilton, who the probably, safety, and and they deserve all the credit in the world. They've had one of the best seasons in recent memory for a defense and. Uh, Mike McDonald deserves a ton of credit for the creativity that he's shown with this defense and their fronts and their disguises and things like that. But Spags on the other side for Kansas City Chiefs deserves he's a ton of credit good. as well. And he's he done, done some really cool things with Legereus Sneed. Uh, obviously, they got playmakers in the middle. They have a lot of guys that can get the job done, too. I just think. I just think Patrick Mahomes is tough to bet against. I, I give no, him all it's the tough. credit in the world. It's, it's just hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially in the playoffs. There's only been two guys to send him home in, the his, in his time. Yeah, Joe Burrow a, and, 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 and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Yeah. Those are the only two who have ever sent him home from the playoffs with a loss. And so I don't see either of those lining up against him. Could, could we add Lamar Jackson to that list? We definitely could. He has the skill Maybe. set. He has the, the offense. Todd Munkin. 
in the, what they've been able to do. They definitely are capable of beating the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're the reigning Super Bowl champions for a re- reason. And, and in these playoffs, you talk about Andy Reid and some of the schemes that he's able to draw up. Sometimes you walk into a situation where you're like, there's no way Andy Reid is going to draw something up. He don't got the players. He, he doesn't have the receivers this year. He doesn't. And you look up and they somehow are back in the AFC championship game. This kid has never not been to an AFC championship game. Does he always win them? No, but he always, he's always there. And this is the first time that yep. it's not in, uh, in Arrowhead Stadium. But I just don't see the, the elements being a big factor. I don't know if the, the home away is going to be a big factor in this, honestly. It's, the cold isn't going to change anything. They play in Kansas City, so that's not going to factor in. The noise possibly could, but... But it's that other dude on the other side, though, man. No question. N- number eight, you talk about, Skip, Richard talks about don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. They've been, people have been betting against Lamar Jackson forever. They've been betting against him forever. <laughs> the only thing he's getting ready to do is win a second True. MVP and finally getting his team in short order to an AFC championship game at home. They literally have been betting against him since he got drafted. Oh, you should move the receiver or try another position. They've been betting against this man. And so you think that that second half, that halftime speech or whatever it was that he gave his team didn't resonate in the second half, and you don't think that that's going to resonate into this AFC championship game? We one game away, four quarters away from being in Las Vegas in two weeks. Oh, I I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes on a consistent basis because I'm no damn fool. But I'm not getting ready to bet on Lamar Jackson. No, not right now. No, not going to do it. And, I, and I'm not mad at you for doing it. He's had an unbelievable season. I just don't. In the playoffs, it has to be shown consistently. And Mahomes has shown it consistently. We haven't seen the consistency you want to see from, from Lamar yet. He played fantastic this last week. But he got to do it again, and he got to do it again. Now, if, if the same thing was true about Patrick so you don't Mahomes. Think, so you don't, think he could, you don't think he could duplicate the same, if not close to the success that he had this past week against the Texans, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So you're betting against him completely. No, I'm saying he, he possibly could. I'm just saying that may not be enough this week. That, that same consistency may not be enough. The Patrick Mahomes, you can't have right. a bad half and then second half come back and think, oh, it's going to – like these are dogfights. That's what Josh Allen found out. Like you get into a situation where hey, it's a possession, possession, possession. You mess up one possession, that's game. And so this is okay. just going to be a different beast. But he got a better defense. He has a much better defense. He got a better defense totally than, right. than Josh Allen, man. So, totally Richard, here's the, here's the huge point about this game. Pacheco has worked wonders for Andy and Patrick this year because he's the hardest running back in pro football right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get his 100. He got almost 100 last night. I'll bet he can't get more than 50 against this defense. And if he can't, Patrick's going to be in trouble. I would take that bet. I'd, I'd take a dinner on that. That he gets more than would 50 you? rushing yards. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most okay, time. I'll take it right now. I will take it. Thank you. 50? And 50. finally, <laughs> 50 yards. He okay, remember might what you be did able about to get Zeke. 50. He possibly could get 50. That kid runs too hard not to get 50. 50? Yeah, yeah, he probably could get if 50. they fall behind, yeah, we'll see about that. Remember what you guys thought about Zeke? Oh, but then Zeke, come on, man, stop. It's the worst. It was more about you than it was about Zeke. Anything to to watch you cry. Anything. 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 But I watched you cry because I did this. Yeah, but I didn't cry. You You, you beat a New England. 
Never mind, man. We not because this will go on for you, another you ten minutes with you, man. You right. beat New okay, England. The point of this is they got England a new is. damn coach. Stop. Okay. And you're, the you're, point of this was this discussion was before the season started. Keyshawn picked the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. Yes. I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. So I'm looking pretty good, and I think. Lamar will prevail over. Well, I'm picking, I'm picking them to win. The reason I didn't pick them to win is because I picked New Orleans, but that's about blood thicker than water. Okay, that's all, all that right, was. So but now, now New Orleans is gone. I'm picking the Ravens to win it all, even though I picked them to Who get there. I, Who did I pick? I picked Kansas City and, and probably and San Francisco, knowing yeah. you. And, and probably you probably picked all three, Seattle, Tampa, and San Francisco, knowing yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I, I picked San point. Francisco. Bingo. That probably touché. would be a point. You probably picked all three. Touche. All right, in a moment, we discuss this. We debate this. So the Lions, I don't think, can beat the 49ers, but Brock Purdy can. He can beat the 49ers, so we'll we'll get into that in a moment. Oh. Here was Dan Campbell's speech to his team. After yesterday's win against the Bucs that now sends the 49ers, uh, sends them to the 49ers for Sunday's NFC Championship game, here's here's the sock. It's another hot team that we knocked off. It's the next hot team that you knock off. You know how hard it is to win in this league in the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? That's two. All right, that's two. We got two to go. With a buy in the middle. With a buy in the middle. 49ers are favored by six and a half Sunday. Richard, which way are you leaning on this one? Uh, I, I'm leaning the San Francisco 49ers to win this football game uh, simply because I, I just don't know if this Detroit defense is going to be able to stand up. They're, they're 23rd in points allowed per game. They're 22nd in yards. They're 31st in pass yards allowed per game. They just 28th in yards allowed per play. They're just a defense that gives up a lot of plays. Kyle Shanahan will draw up some really cool plays. And then if you just turn it to the other side, you turn it to the defense. Um, their defense is obviously elite. But not only that, they have a ton of experience with Jared Goff. They played him a bunch. Mm-hmm. And, and we can talk about McVay versus Shanahan and the records. Well, Jared Goff was a part of a lot of those games that they lost. I think their only win was the NFC Championship game where uh, Jaquiski Tart dropped the interception, uh, but, but they yeah. know Jared Goff, and they know his tendencies. They know, hey, if they get pressure on him, they hit him, they hit him, they hit him, and they definitely will hit him this game that he turns into a different player. And I think that's what their plan will be. I think Steve Wilkes will, will plan to put a lot of pressure on Jared Goff, force him into bad situations. And then on the other side, they do stop the run well on defense. The Detroit Lions do stop the run well. That's one area that they have been strong, but I don't think they have enough defensively to consistently stop the San Francisco 49ers offense. And, and I think it, 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 I think it handles and, and, and will deal with a lot of what goes on between and with Debo Samuel here. And I'm talking about from an attitude standpoint because that's what he, 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 he brings yeah. that. It's so funny because I listened to Brock Purdy talk about it one time. He said, you know, I just felt more comfortable with number 19 in the huddle. When I look at him, I know everything is going to be okay, you know. So, so if I'm saying, friend, I, rather he's playing or not, and I, I did talk with him the other night, right after he got hurt, 
he, he texts me and we, we FaceTime and we talked a little bit. And, and he is, he says, oh, mm. wow. he said, he said he's better. Because he told me, and it's just, I hope I'm not doing it. He said, he said last time he couldn't raise his arm. This time, he said, hey, I don't feel this that's worse because I can raise my arm and I'm good. So, you know, he was trying to get back on the football field. Right. He was like, yeah. oh, do you know, man, what's that like when you're sitting there watching your players, watching your team, and you can't do anything? I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Commissioner gave me a five-game vacation one time. <laughs> I know what that's like. I ain't want it. He just gave it to me, you know. So I do know what's that, what they're like. I think they got to have him in his energy no matter what because Detroit can slow down the run. Detroit can slow down the run. Detroit can slow down that run. And let's put this thing on Brock Purdy. And then Detroit can also run the ball. If you can go, right now, San Francisco's like, when you get 100 yards to three and four, if you can rush for 100 yards against San Francisco, if you can slow down their rush, maybe make Brock Purdy turn a few balls over, I right now got San Francisco winning this game. But as I said, I think this is the most physical team in the NFC that they will go up against. And Dan Campbell will have them ready for this physical contest. Mm. So, Michael, real quick on Debo, it's his shoulder, right? Do you know exactly what's the issue? Did it dislocate? Yeah, I knew they were going to get, he he said they were going to get uh, the MRI MRI. the next day and, and, and look at it extensively, man. But. But he, his spirits were up, and he was saying he feels a lot better because he had already had an issue with that shoulder, and he said it's nothing like before. But but even I, I, they can even still beat Detroit without Debo Samuel. I just sure. need you still yeah. bring him out there. Let him walk out with Trent in the music because that's the mindset for this whole team. You know, and, and you put and, – and if, even if you don't play, then you can still win this game, but you'll need him in the Super Bowl. You will not win that without yeah. him. So I liked all of Richard's points. I agree with everything Richard said to the point that this could be the classic Cinderella story coming out of Detroit that turns back into a pumpkin, comes crashing down right before your very eyes in the NFC Championship game because the defense just isn't good enough to stand up to the onslaught that can be the 49ers offense, especially on its home turf. Now, I don't know what the weather long, I didn't even look at the long term. Is it going to rain again? And Richard, back to you. I, I don't know if Brock was having a hard time throwing a wet football. As Michael will tell you, Troy Aikman just could not throw yeah, he, a wet football. He, could, right. he, he hated it because he gripped the ball in the end of the, he didn't even have his fingers on the laces. So it, the pigskin would literally slip out of his hands when it got too wet. So I don't know if Brock was struggling with the wet football because it was driving rainstorm, it looked like, in the last drive, and he figured it out. I don't know. Maybe he was just having a bad night for a while and just couldn't come, you know, couldn't get his rhythm. But to me, if he has his rhythm, he he will pick this defense to pieces. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He struggles in the rain. Them as a team, they just struggle in the rain. You know, we can go back to Chicago last year against Justin Fields when they lost 19 to 10. Whenever they have... Conditions like that, it's a tough game, and they usually lose it. I mean, they lost to Cleveland this year in the rain. Where, yeah. You know, they missed a field goal at the end, your favorite thing, kicker at the end for the game. But um, oh, yeah. but I think, I think that's right. Yeah. I think the only chance they have of losing this game is just like you said before, alluded to before we went to the break, is if Brock loses this yeah. game. 
and, and Brock turning the ball over is the only way they lose this game. That's the only way they've lost this season is when he has turnovers, multiple turnovers, yeah. interceptions. Those games he does lose. But when he does not turn the ball over and they're efficient, they usually walk out with a win. Hey, remember that. Yeah. So, Richard, if, if you do scale a 1 to 10 on the trust factor, where, where are you on Brock right now in your trust of him? I, I got to trust him. I trust him as, as much as anybody in the playoffs outside of Patrick Mahomes uh, because he's 3-1 and one in the playoffs. Skip, we, we, we give yeah. these playoff records for everybody else, no, but I, then for some reason for Brock Purdy, do. they don't give him. It, every game in the playoffs in which he's played, he's started, and he's finished, he's won. And so I just don't understand. And, and we talk about him. It's What I don't understand about the Brock Purdy narrative is that they hold him to a high Hall of Fame standard. They say, hey, when he doesn't play well, he doesn't play up to Tom Brady's standard or the best in the world standard, then they say, see, this is it. We told you he wasn't good. But then when he plays well, then you say it's just because of the weapons around him. So he can't win. So he can, he can have a perfect passer rating like he did earlier this season, and all people will say is it's the weapons around him. This week he lost his best weapon in Debo Samuel, and we know how the season's gone without him. And all he did was proceed to have a game-winning drive and score a touchdown to take his team to the yep. next round. And then we're everybody's still sitting there talking about how terrible he played. I just don't understand that. It's like you give him seventh-round credit but have Hall of Fame expectations for him and, and Hall of Fame standard that you hold him to. But it, the, the kid can't win. Yeah. yeah, it, but, yeah. But, Go, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Brock Purdy is a talented and gifted quarterback what we do what we see when people are talking about Brock system this and that system that you guys see it I just talked about it you know we just saw Josh Allen when he couldn't step in to that throw miss that guy in the end zone but we also saw a Jordan Love laying back bling, flicking balls Brock doesn't have that that's what everybody no. keeps saying Brock doesn't have that but his ability to decipher, discern, and put the ball in the right hands when it's time to put the ball. He is absolutely great. That's why I keep telling people for this offense, for this offense with Kyle Shanahan, I'm taking Brock Purdy over everybody in this, this offense. offense. In this offense, that's the key. And 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 what I would say is is you got to give Jordan Love all the credit in the world. He's he's he, he looked like a top five, top ten quarterback at times in these playoffs. But, but and, we we see and, the talent. Even if we we just see the you gift, see the, the physical gifts, yeah. and you say, wow. When you don't see that on a dude, you 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 can discount. But that's what I get frustrated with because it, it's it, if if Brock Purdy had the game that Jordan Love had, then then everybody would have just been confirmed. They would have been like, hey, you know, those two interceptions, he just doesn't have the arm talent. You see him trying to throw across his body into traffic. That's if he had made those throws and made those mistakes, the narrative would have been exactly what it is. But it because Jordan Love has the talent, we just overlook it. We just say, hey, he's just a young okay. quarterback. He's just. Brock Purdy's in his second year. Right. He is in his second year. We're not talking about some 10-year vet, five-year vet. We're talking about a quarterback in his second year making these things happen, and he still is not getting the credit. Okay, but Richard, would you agree that if Darnell Savage had held on to what looked like a pick six, it would have changed the dynamic of the game and put a whole lot more heat on Brock Purdy from that moment forward? Yeah, I also agree. If, if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, Skip. I, I agree with a lot I know, of but things. He but he hit him right I in the hands. I just lived 
I just yeah. live in the reality of it didn't happen. Right. And what happened? What happened was he called the one last it. week. He should have dropped that one. That old dirty joke. <laughs> yeah, that old dirty right. dog. Add something against yeah. your boys. Right? I agree. Yeah, All right. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, we got to get to them because I, I, I'm asking the question: Why was it even a story? That Jerry won't give Mike McCarthy an extension? Are you kidding me? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Back down. ESPN reports that according to league sources, Mike McCarthy will not get a contract extension <laughs> past the one year left on his deal. Michael Irvin, your reaction to this news, please. Uh, if, if this, if, I guess this is, this is what I just got to take. I, I'm going to have him for a coach, but only for a year. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, I have to swallow that. I got to take that. I'd rather be going in a whole other direction, to be honest with you. But Jerry wants to yeah. buy into this. I, I, what I know you could not sell is an extension. Right. You we, we talked about this key when you guys were talking about you putting he's putting too much pressure on Mike McCarthy. I'm like, what do you mean? This is this is the game. It's about pressure. It's what the game is. It's perform. It's get it done. Yep. It's win or get out. We'll find somebody else. And I thought they were going to do that. They didn't do that. They kept Mike. At least they're not doubling down on that decision by saying we're going yep. to extend them. It's the right decision. Mike, you want the job? Make sure you win a Super you, Bowl you, this year. You, you like me, right, Mike? Yeah, I love you, man. You, you love me, right? I love you. You like me too, huh, Skip? You like me. You, you, you genuinely uh, like me. You. No matter what you say in your sleep I at do. night, you, you probably like that. me. Don't, don't try no, to set I, nobody I up with all this too, I genuinely love you. No, no right, I'm not right. trying to set anybody up. Here, here, setting us up. Here, yeah. I'm not setting you up. Here, here's what I'm going to say, though. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You don't want to extend the man. It's fine. Just know. When the shoestrings start to unravel, you know how we tie that bow at the top, then all of a sudden it, it unravels. You know, like your, your left leg skip on your shoes. At times, the, the shoestring yeah, unravels, it, and then it unravels yeah, a little bit more, unties, then it unravels yeah. a little more, and then by the time you look up, you might as well throw the laces away. Well, this mm -hmm. is probably what's going to happen to the Dallas Cowboys in the 2024 season. What I mean by that is when it starts to unravel, it's really going to unravel. Because you have a yep. lame duck coach. You have a lame duck coach on an expiring contract. Now, Jerry Jones has bet on this before. He did it, I believe, with Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett twice. One time they, it paid off. They went 12-4. and four. They extended Jason in. And the second time around, I think they wind up going 8-8. Eight and, eight and they, That's why Mike McCarthy came. Why I say all this is to say, when you look at the model franchises around the National Football League, as, as Michael Irvin likes to say, the National Football <laughs> League. I'm just going to point to two franchises. The New England Patriots, they gave Bill Belichick a one-year extension. After he had one year left, they said give him a one-year extension. Mm. Now let's fast forward to where we are today. <sighs> There's a coach in Pittsburgh named Mike Tomlin with one year left on his deal. What did the Pittsburgh Steelers say? Right. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to work on his extension. He's earned it. He's earned it. Even though he's 0-5 in been. the last five playoff appearances, but despite 
having to fight through all he's fought through and all of the people around the, 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 in Western Pennsylvania saying we need to move on from him, they're willing to extend him because they don't want him coaching on a lame duck contract. That's not my problem, though, in Dallas. That's your problem, that your owner would rather have a coach coaching on a lame duck one-year contract. Does it make sense okay, to so me? Keyshawn, wait, 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 wait. Are you advocating for a three-year extension for maybe, Michael Maybe McCarthy? you don't need to give him three. Maybe you give him one. Maybe you give him two, and then you figure it what? out. What? This, this is lunacy. It's, just, it's insanity we're even having this conversation. So why even, so why why even have him coach place? the team? Why even have him coach the team and just part ways? That's a good question. Why even put that type question. of pressure on him to now have the, the players inside that locker room, Michael? You know. You done been on teams where they looked at Shane Gailey or whoever the hell right. the coaches was, and, and when it wasn't to. going right, y'all like, man... To. Come needed on. to look at Chan and get out of here. He needed to get out. And that's what's going to happen with McCarthy if it starts to unravel. Yeah. Y'all not going to be able to figure it you out. Did. You did a wonderful job, Johnny Cochran. <laughs> a wonderful <laughs> job. Slick yep. hands and everything. Fool How is it slick? Let me tell you what you did here. You put Mike McCarthy <laughs> in... In, in over Pittsburgh Steelers situation, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys over there with Mike Tomlin in the Pittsburgh Steelers situation. Let me tell you where that's different. Let me just tell you where that's different. Mike McCarthy had a Super Bowl talented team and got knocked out in the first that, round. That's fair. Mike Tomlin did not have that. That's fair too. And made it. That's fair. And got, and got knocked there. out the first round. That, that's fair. Mike mm -hmm. McCarthy has got all the talent and under-delivered. Uh -huh. Mike Tomlin has less talent and over-delivered. We can't commingle these two and talk about no, that we're making any kind Thank of We're talking about the organizations making a decision is what we're talking about. I gave you two examples, right. one in New England and one in, 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 um, in, in Pittsburgh, I could have gave you the Baltimore Ravens from a couple years ago when Harbaugh was on a one-year deal, but they extended him going into the season, and now he looks like he's getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying, Skip. Y'all celebrate okay, how y'all want to celebrate. Kijan, do you realize the hell, fire, and damnation that would have right. come down on Jerry Jones's head if he had, number one, kept Mike McCarthy, and number two, announced a two- or three-year extension okay, for right. Mike McCarthy? Right, 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 it would right, right. be insult to injury for all of us. Right. He, he might actually start losing some customers, Jerry Jones might have. Right, right. And, I, and I, I just, all I did was told y'all, so y'all want to be successful in 2024, you want these players to play hard for this guy and run through a wall for him. But as I gave the example of your shoe unraveling, Skip, this is what mm -hmm. is going to happen to the Dallas Cowboys. And, and Michael Irvin knows this. It's not that I'm trying yeah, to. You're going to laugh. Oh, yes, I'm going to yeah. laugh. Yeah, because the moment yeah. that you start off one and three, <laughs> two and four, yeah. there's no coming back from it. There's no coming back. Three and three. We should get rid of this guy. The players are going to see that, and they're going to act different. And you know it, Michael. What, you what, know good and well how that goes in the locker rooms. Yeah, what, what, but where are we going with this? You're, you're saying when we If you extend this dude, that, if you right. give him a one- or two-year extension, 
You can calm things down. Lord have Lord, mercy. You're sending a message to okay. the locker room that this is acceptable and it's not. Okay. And that's what's unacceptable, sending that message. Mike McCarthy. I never want my coach Mike on a one-year deal. Mike McCarthy himself stood up there after that game and said, we were not prepared to play. Okay. So I you don't just, know. So you should have just, okay. parted, ways. You should have just parted ways with him then, uh, Michael? Well, <laughs> they should have. Obviously. I, 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 any yeah. head coach that stands up there and say that, I, I, I have an issue with. I, I, you know, Mike McCarthy should have come out like, that was my job to get this team ready, and I failed because that's what I heard. It's my job to yeah. get this team ready, and I failed in the most crucial game I've ever coached in the most crucial game for the Dallas Cowboys in I don't know how yeah. long. That blows my mind. Okay. All right, don't so, extend So, Michael, allow me to say, Keyshawn, you guys both know Peter King, right? Both of you know yep. Peter King? Yes, well. very well. There's, there, very well. Okay, there, in, in my time in this business, there's no one I respect more in the media business covering professional football than Peter King. Yep. He wrote in his column this morning that as crazy as it sounds to advocate for the firing of a coach who won 12 games three straight years— this is Peter's line. I'm going to read it to you. But the way these last three seasons have ended right. is beyond concerning, beyond concerning. And, and Peter King says, who knows Jerry very well, this is a franchise that needs to be taken by the scruff of the neck, shaken and changed from the inside out. He, he concludes, does Peter King, for a man who made millions risking it all in the oil business, Jerry Jones has been surprisingly passive in trying to win it all over the past 28 years. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. All right, and, and, I'm, and, I'm done. And, and to that, though, yeah. Skip, you, you mentioned something, you mentioned something uh, in this direction a couple of days ago, and, and, I, and yeah. I concur with it. If we're going to keep Michael, Mike McCarthy, now go get me another player. Go get me Derrick Henry. Go get me okay. Mike All Evans. Right. Go get me that other thing on offense that can rise above okay. the coaching. That's what we need if you're going to keep that coaching. Okay. Oh, we in trouble. I can see it now. Yeah. I already see it. No He's Dan done. Quinn. Lapping all the way to his bank. No Al Harris. Right. No Dan Quinn's. Uh, in a moment, we've got to get back to what's about to happen this Sunday. If we have favorites winning, if we have a Christmas night rematch in the Super Bowl, Ravens versus 49ers, will the results be the same on a neutral field? That's a good question. Ooh, ooh, real MVP going to be in the Super Bowl? Ooh. Yeah. So, if the favorites prevail this Sunday, we'll have a Super Bowl rematch of the Christmas night game that Baltimore won at San Francisco, 33-19. to 19. Whoops. Richard, if this happens, will the outcome be pretty much the same on a neutral field in Las Vegas? No, I don't, I don't believe so. I mean, I, if, if you tell me they're going to have five turnovers again, Skip, then I, I'd be surprised. But to turn the ball over five, five times and to lose by 14 points, is, 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 I mean, it's something in itself. But I think the, the San Francisco 49ers win that game. They meet up again in the Super Bowl uh, because of that. Because the, the reason San Francisco loses these games is turnovers. And when you turn the ball over like that, you're not winning many. You lose the turnover 
margin five to zero, you're not winning any games like that. And when they've lost a turnover battle in these games against Cincinnati, against Minnesota, against uh, against Cleveland, they've lost those games. So in order for them to win, they have to play almost a perfect game. But I think they will play a game where they don't turn the ball over five times and it'll be a much different uh, game and much mm. different uh, I mean, outcome, I would believe. Who has to play a perfect game? I would guess San Francisco. Play. I mean, Baltimore has to play a pretty good game, too. <laughs> you, would, game. you would think that San Francisco would have to play a perfect game. Turnovers are going to hurt you. Right. Do I anticipate Brock Purdy throwing four interceptions? No. I don't in the Super Bowl. I really don't. Because I would think that Kyle Shanahan would be smart enough to pull things back if he starts to turn the football over. Right. But that's not my problem. I don't care about the 49ers. I care about the Baltimore Ravens. I care about Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Can the San Francisco 49ers face a quarterback or style quarterback that they haven't faced on a weekly basis in say they can dominate him or get after him or cause problems for him? Do they have the means to do that defensively? Yeah, they do. The problem is they don't face this style nope. very often. And when they have faced something very similar, a quarterback that can move around, deliver the football in sync, a la just look at Jordan Love this past weekend. He moves around pretty good, delivers the football in sync pretty good. Fast, rewind even further to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City when they went into San Francisco. Moves around pretty good, I would think you would mm -hmm. say. Richard mm -hmm. can get off spots still, off schedule throws, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And we watched, even though you refused to get his brother his credit against the 49ers because you say it was all the defense and no Lamar. No, the objective, I'd, say, I'd say it's both. But y'all, when y'all when sit there and tell me that it was all Lamar Jackson when the defense had five turnovers. But, that's a, but isn't, that. That, isn't that your job is to get the football back to me so I can score? That's your job defensively. Right, and they did their job. And, and he scored level. and capitalized on those mistakes. Right. So all I'm saying is, is if there's anything and any doubt about the 49ers, it would be because of number eight to me. They've got to figure out Super Bowl, regular season, whatever you want to call it, how to stop him. I don't think number eight caused five turnovers is all I'm saying. And when I keep hearing that, that's the But he got the problem. football in his I, hands. I, I understand. But when you talk about five turnovers was the difference in the game. It wasn't – if they don't turn the ball over, that's, that's a 14-point game. They, they won by 14. They scored on seven straight possessions. Right. And, and, and five of them started in their, in their own territory or, or in 49ers territory. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying – when, you, when, when people sit there and say this team without Lamar Jackson is nothing, but then you on the other side tell me that this defense caused five turnovers, then I'm perplexed. Mm. So, Richard, w what I saw on Christmas night was a Baltimore team that, I'll, I'll give you this, is just a little better than San Francisco, even San Francisco. What, what I saw was a team that led 17 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. What I saw was a Lamar who actually got off to a little bit of a rocky start in that game because, remember, early on, had a couple off-target throws, and then he got a hold of it, and he took the 49ers by the throats and shook them for 252 yards passing, and he also ran it seven times for 45 more yards, and it looked like he just outclassed Brock Purdy and the 49ers and rose above and took over that game just the way I think he's taken over the season and will take over the AFC Championship game and ultimately the Super Bowl because it just feels like this whole season will belong to Lamar Jackson. 
So did, did you not see a better team on the 49ers field that night than the 49ers? I saw a team, they played better. They played better, no question about it. You give them all the credit in the world. But did I see them as a better team than the San Francisco 49ers? No. Um, they played better. They had five turnovers. We, I'm alluding to why they played better, what they did better. They had five turnovers. The San Francisco 49ers forced zero turnovers in that game. That was the story of the game. They lost by 14 points. That's what happened that night, Skip. Am I expecting if, – if you're telling me I should expect Baltimore to, to cause five turnovers again – I just don't see that happening. And if they don't call no, five turnovers, then I think this is going to be a ball game where it gets close, it comes down to the last possession, and whoever wins it, wins it. But I, if you think I'm going to assume, hey, they're going to have five turnovers and dominate San Francisco 49ers, Skip, I do not see it going that way. See, I, I, don't, I don't think okay. that they'll have five turnovers at all, Skip. I just don't. That's the, you know, get five turnovers against a team, ten turnovers oh, in two games, that's a, that's a hard thing. No, but I, what I would challenge happen. you with, though, no. Richard, do you not think that this quarterback, number eight, the guy that's going to win the MVP this year, mm -hmm. can't duplicate his success on Christmas Day against the 49ers again in the Super Bowl? You don't think he can duplicate that? Oh, I, I definitely think he can duplicate okay. that. I don't think that him duplicating that will be enough. Okay. Fair. Okay. Do you think, Richard, to sum it up, do you think Brock Purdy can play turnover-free in a potential Super Bowl rematch with them? I think he has to. That's the only way they win that game. You didn't no, answer the question, man. The man said, do you think? No. You're talking about he has, has to. to. Yes or no? He has to. Yeah, I don't think you If think I'm saying they're going to win, whatever. then I'm saying he has to do All that right. for them to win. So sweet. Okay, in a moment, Antonio Pierce, finally, we discuss. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Finally, Antonio Pierce officially named head coach of the Raiders. Michael, you spent a day with Antonio in Vegas this season. Your reaction? I was, listen, guys, I was so happy when I, when I saw the news that they were bringing Antonio Pierce in and removing that word interim and making him the head coach. And I thought, first of all, that, okay, they're not making the same mistake they made last time when the players speak. And I love that I'm hearing all around yeah. now the league that everybody's starting to talk about. We all want one of those kind of coaches right there that Antonio mm -hmm. Pierce is, the guy that really relates to the players. Yeah, D'Amico Ryans, mm -hmm. AP, Everybody Dan Campbell, all now, those right. teams are winning, playing winning football. I just, you know, I'm glad they yeah. hired him. But I'm going to take a little bit of credit yeah. in this situation, right, right, Skip, right, right. because I actually hired, I was the first person to ever hire Antonio Pierce. He was my defensive coordinator oh. on my 707 team. So I'm taking some credit on go. my tree. Right. This is part of my tree. He's so, over here. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's part right. of his coaching tree. It's part of my tree. That's his first little bud right there. Oh, I love it. Right. Well, well, on I'm his tree, that's his first bud. That's his first bud. That's a good one. That's a good one to have. I think it's a great decision for the Raiders. I think, I mean, they're paying $100 million right now to coaches who aren't coaching for them. They made the they right are. hire this time. Yep. A guy that should lead this franchise for a long time. Yeah. Mark Davis can get infatuated with big names because his father was a big name and there was a Belichick and there was a Harbaugh and there was a Pete Carroll, but he listened to his locker room. That's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And